0: Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I receive the honor of welcoming on Sydney Porter. Sydney has shared her journey into motherhood over the past few years publicly on social media and has really just inspired so so many to take this path of earth wisdom and holistic healing and she truly just has served as a vessel of the divine and really paved this path for women to reclaim their birthrights and to reclaim their rights. So in this episode, we really dive into motherhood, earth wisdom, and breaking the stigma that birth is dangerous. I learned so, so much from this episode, and I hope you all do too. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Sydney. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm doing
1: so phenomenal, better than I have been, I think, in years, honestly. I'm so excited to be here. I've been anticipating this conversation for literally weeks. It's took us so long to be able to get to this place and like have everything be aligned. So... Finally, we are doing it. We are here. I'm so ready for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. And for those listening, Sydney and I have been planning back and forth like this ping pong game of trying to get this podcast recorded. But it all happened in such divine timing because the conversation has just been marinating the longer that we've been waiting. And I just feel its potency on the other side. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. Why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about who you are? And what you do, and how you got into just the lifestyle that you live?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Well, I'm Sydney. Um, I, where do I even begin? There's so much when it comes to telling like your personal story. Um, I was born and raised in Georgia. We can start there. Born and raised in the South, um, primarily like just in the mountains, um, in the trees, like with waterfalls. And I had no idea like how pivotal that upbringing would be for me like later on in my life as I um like I was never really raised in a very uh like the mindset of my family wasn't very nature oriented so like I was surrounded by nature like my whole childhood but never really like I've never been camping before and like it wasn't a thing to like hang out outdoors and like really connect with the earth and um yeah, as I got older, I essentially just was like brought up within the programming that I was raised in and not like it was horrible or anything, but just like that mentality of um it was like heavily colonized, you know. And anyways, we can fast forward through a large chunk of my life to get to the juicy parts um that really have like shaped me and like made me who I am that we're talking about and who you're speaking to right now. But um essentially when I was 19, um, I got pregnant. Well, my husband and I, like we conceived a child and I basically didn't find out until I was about five months pregnant. Um, and I was in crazy, crazy hardcore denial, you know, for the whole five months that I wasn't aware, like, like spiritually, like subconsciously, I totally knew that I was having a child. And like, that was definitely part of like the agreements and the contracts that I had placed on myself for this lifetime. But essentially, consciously, I was like, no, what? I haven't had a period in five months. What? (laughs) I'm not pregnant. There's no way. But um, finding out that I was pregnant at 19, obviously, I didn't really um, plan that. And it was like, the most mind-blowing thing for me in that moment in the worst way you know um, I really felt like my life was just like coming to an end I had no idea what was coming next for me and really the biggest thing was I was terrified to give birth and I was just like terrified of being pregnant in general you know it wasn't really like motherhood that seemed very daunting it was more so like the idea of having to endure the most excruciating thing that a woman can ever go to and just you know like barely survived that like that's what I thought was ahead of me in my future so those were like all of my emotions in the first like one or two days that I felt like when I knew that I was pregnant and then from there you know I like kind of sobered up very quickly and I was like okay we need to decide (laughs) what kind of birth we're gonna have and I really need to figure out the truth for myself because there's no way that everyone on earth has to be born to get here and that birth is just like automatically like traumatizing and scary and like very like excruciatingly painful you know um so I did my research and basically became a whole different person (laughs) in my pregnancy so um yeah now um essentially I am forming a new path for myself in the realm of birth work so currently I would define myself as a transcendental birth alchemist Um, my really big passion is like serving women and serving mothers serving pregnant women um, and guiding them through a journey of like being able to look at pregnancy and birth in a way of that it's like a ceremony that it's like an initiation like a ritual like um, you know a catalyst for like deep transformation uh, not just physically and not just emotionally but very deeply spiritually as well and just like really allowing birth to be a medicine that like you know really um helps us blossom into a whole new way of being you know um Mm -hmm. so essentially that is what i do now
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it thank you so so much for sharing and yeah i think that it is a story that we as young women are told is that I feel it kind of goes along with periods in a way where it's like this scary like kind of taboo thing where like it's talked about like in secret and it's all these like little things where we're not actually given like the full picture of like what it can be and all the aspects of birth and of periods and and of these things we're seeing like this one side and then therefore we have like these stories in our head of like I haven't been a mother, but the stories that I've been told is, yeah, pregnancy is scary and giving birth sucks. Like, that's what I've been told. And as we start to like do this work and through sisters like yourself and some other beautiful women out there who are paving this pathway, I've been able to really like question that conditioning within me of like, oh, is birth scary or is just this just like the story that I've been told for so long? And I haven't really explored all other aspects. And so it's really beautiful for you to be doing this work for women who haven't been mothers yet. So that way I, women like myself and others can have like these resources for when that time comes, if we choose, we, we do have those resources and those people to say, I've been there, I've done it. And I would love to just hear your experience of what that journey was like for you to kind of shift your mindset from being like okay this is traumatizing and scary to be like okay this is something I can consider to then like doing it and
1: just being at home so definitely okay so initially when I had first picked up the birth the first birthing book I ever touched was Aina Guide to Childbirth and oh man that book like it was everything that I really needed at that time in my pregnancy, you know, Um, because I feel now reflecting back on everything, I see that the, the journey of studying birth, of like learning about birth, of like really processing my own birth and my pregnancy and my early postpartum, all of that is such a continual process. So like, my, my views and my beliefs and like all of the downloads that I received from like my birthing space and from pregnancy is still like a continual, like it's still happening in this now. But initially, um, yes, Ina anime May's Guide to Childbirth was the first thing that really opened me up to the possibility and the realization that birth didn't have to be scary and that like birth could be empowering. But when I first got it, I literally couldn't even like touch the book for a whole week because I was just so like, I had so much anxiety built up just around the idea that like, if I opened this book and I, you know, read these stories about women and their natural births, like what if what I believed was true? And it like was confirmation that I was about to experience something like really awful, you know, Um, but I finally did open the book. And after I like basically completed that book, I genuinely was a whole different woman. And I realized today, actually like just today, so perfect timing with the podcast. I realized just today that that really was like my first initiation into um, like rewilding myself and really like removing myself from the mindset of decolonization. Um, And I feel like, you know, it's very interesting because I've been having a lot of revelations around the idea of just decolonization in general and just like the domestication of the woman. And it ties in so much with like, you know, the way that we view our menstrual cycles, the way that we um, tend to birth in Western culture. And I see a really big shift towards like moving back to um, more connected ways, more natural ways of birthing and of, of bleeding, of menstruating. But like, essentially, you know, I had like this moment where all the pieces came together, right? And I recognize that we live in a culture (laughs) where, like, businesses create insecurities in order to make money off of us. Like, oh, you have hair growing on your body and it looks gross and manly. You should cut it off. Here, I made this thing that will cut off your hair. It's called a razor. Would you like to buy it? You know, and just like, so there's so many things like from cosmetics to like food to clothing and when we live in a world like this and when we hold these beliefs about ourselves internally when we feel like we need all of these man-made unnatural things just to make us presentable just to make us normal how do you expect a woman who is pregnant (laughs) to look at her body to like think about herself and say oh I can birth all on my own without any like intervention from something outside of myself that's gonna make me stronger, that's gonna take the pain away. You know, it's like, well, obviously when you look at the way that our whole system is set up, of course people are birthing left and right in hospitals and like opting for so much medical interventions because like we just don't believe that we can do it because since like birth, you know, since the womb, like that's all of the programming that we receive externally. Um, and so essentially my journey through pregnancy and birth was like such a deep reminder that everything comes internally first, you know, and like more so a reminder to return back to that and to like take off all the layers of programming, which is such an ugly process at times, but taking off all those layers and then really just looking at myself and like asking what here is actually me, you know? And I feel like that's the, the major thing um, that I really love to share like with my clients and like something that I really try to drive home during like the whole process of preparing for birth or like even just processing your birth if you're like already in postpartum is like, <sighs> what here is actually mine, right? Like Like what in the preparation process Um, of preparing for birth and pregnancy was actually mine to begin with. And then like what things are causing me to look at like pregnancy and birth from a perspective of fear versus love, because anything that causes you to do that is just, it's not rooted in truth, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I feel I could go on forever about this. (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) love
0: it. I love hearing your perspective and It reminds me of, I hear and I've, I've listened to some sisters speak about how when they are pregnant, you know, even though we're doing this work of deprogramming and deconditioning, how external projections of people's ideas and, you know, your, your mother-in-law, your mom, or your grandma, and they're like sharing their stories around their birth and they're projecting their experiences. And, you know, you share your perspective and maybe, you know, they're kind of contributing to that fear mindset in a way of like, you may be looking around you like, wow, nobody has done this before. You know, my mom didn't do it. My grandma, great grandma, you know, however far that it goes back. And so it's really interesting to look at all of that and be able to shift your awareness to, okay, internal, like I I can do this. And it reminds me of a sister who shared her birthing story on Instagram and one of the things that she said that was so incredibly profound for me just reading it over the phone was (laughs) when she said that, you know, she was just experiencing a lot of pain and like going through just like the motions of birth and how her doula came over and said like, this is your body like you can do this like all of the pain you're experiencing is is within you and like you have the power like you have the strength to overcome this and it just gave me chills like wow what an incredible perspective to see that like this power mm. is within us and you know it may be painful but it's blissful like it it's it's life i mean how long is the pain in comparison to the the outcome in a way.
1: Right, right. I love that. I love that. It's like, especially because like birth is really something that starts from within, like birth is an internal experience, you know? Um, And the pain of birth actually is so necessary. Like initially when I was preparing for pregnancy and birth at that time, like the mindset that I needed to have was that I could have like a blissful, like orgasmic, like almost painless birthing experience, you know, and that's just what I needed in that time frame to to like get me through my birth. You know that that was where I was at then. And now, like as I've continued to study and continue to go deeper, you know, I've discovered that like the pain that we experience during birth actually sends, um, you know, like signals to our brain to let our body know to make like natural painkillers to relieve the pain. And to create oxytocin in order to keep labor going, like the pain is so purposeful. And you know, it's it's especially so important when we look at like the way that medicalized birth is done, and like when you know, pain relieving um, drugs are really pushed on mothers because when you take away the body's ability to feel pain and birth you essentially take away a very large aspect of how a mother is going to naturally progress through her labor and then of course when the body doesn't naturally progress during labor there's more drugs that are introduced and then eventually if labor is not progressing at all and you're in a hospital and you're like hooked up on all these drugs they're going to say oh oh no we're going to need a c-section i don't know how that happened lo and behold if we just like allow the body to experience the pain then it does like every everything is so purposeful in birth like our bodies know exactly what they're doing like like thousands of years of just like like genetic genius you know instinctual genius like primal genius you know it's fascinating it's incredible right
0: absolutely (laughs) and it so is and I remember my mom telling me the story of how I was born and I just felt called to share this in this moment of, you know, her feeling her sharing her birthing experience. And she chose to, she wasn't at home. She was in a hospital, but she chose Mm -hmm. to not take any um, medication or like any painkillers or anything like that so it was all natural birth and um she shares with me this story of her going through this experience and then coming out of the other side and she's like I just felt like you know I am woman (laughs) like hear me roar and I just I haven't been I haven't been in that experience but to hear women share that experience of that ecstatic bliss that comes from your natural power and doing that. And then it happening and you being like, holy shit. Like (laughs) I am like, I am woman. Like, fuck. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's incredible. It's literally amazing. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no feeling that compares to that. Like not, not a single one, not a single one. Yeah. Just like, Oh, such a powerful sense of accomplishment that comes with birth, and it's like because birth really it ties us back to our original woman, like our wild woman. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more wild and primal than just like experiencing birth, you know? Wow. Because like like that's the one thing in life. I feel that there are two things in our culture that are very highly taboo, and that is birth and death, and Death, you know, you don't really come back on the other side of that and get to like experience that within your same body, you know? Like once you die, it's like the physical, it it goes back to the earth and then the ether continues on, you know. But birth is the one thing that we cross on the other side and we are just like transformed in a in a whole different way because we are still like present in this lifetime. But it's not like like birth and death are two sides of the same coin, you know, because we don't physically die but like spiritually like the consciousness of the mother is totally it's like the mother before and after birth is not the same at all totally different woman and i feel like the the medicine the magic of natural birth is being able to experience what comes with just feeling what your body can do, you know, and, mm-hmm. and being pulled through that experience and like surrendering to that experience. And like, don't get me wrong, I feel that there are many places where the compassionate use of like, you know, Western medicine mm-hmm. is very necessary at times, you know, like women that have incredibly long labors, like multiple, multiple days, like really can benefit from getting a break by using an epidural or like, in emergency like true emergency situations you know like belly birth cesareans but you know I feel like one yes natural birth is magical but two the perspective that a woman holds during birth of really dropping very deeply internally into the experience and not allowing the external factors to pull her this way and that way and like I feel that preparing for birth is like honestly the most deeply spiritual experience that a woman can go through because it really requires us to have such a deep level of surrender you know Mm -hmm. I feel that in a woman's journey nothing on her path will require her to just give herself completely to something and so fully and really like become this thing like I feel that in birth when you allow yourself to, you can really become birth itself, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, yeah, there's so much, there's so much magic within that experience, you know, regardless if you do it medicated or not home birth or hospital or birth center, it's really about your internal perspective and how that shapes your birthing landscape, you know? Yeah. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Wow. What do you feel are the, or is one of the biggest lessons or just breakthroughs that motherhood has brought to you?
1: <sighs> wow. Um, I feel like I've been sharing, I've been sharing a lot of those breakthroughs like right now um, because these revelations are so fresh for me. Um, but I feel like as of recent, the the biggest revelations I've been having is really just around like the cycles of like death and rebirth and just how prevalent that is in our lives. Um, and how much of' an aversion that I personally have had to the idea of death, you know, and like how much fear I've held around the idea of death, I feel that becoming a mother really um, and and becoming a mother with intention, <laughs> like intentionally moving through my journey of motherhood and allowing it to be a conscious process for me, has taken me to places of like spiritual depth that I never really would have imagined that motherhood would would take me to and I feel like that's because most of um, just like the generalized view of mothers is just like tired and like you know worn down and like kind of all they do is mom stuff and it's like not very purposeful outside of just like making sure the kids are like alive and fed and like that they have someone to hold them when they cry you know and really I think motherhood is like i I believe honestly the journey of motherhood is so powerful that i think that a soul has to go through many lifetimes and many very um intense initiations to be able to have the gift of being a mother in the physical you know um yeah i mean i think that's probably my biggest takeaway is like motherhood is like the ultimate i feel like it's the ultimate experience of human expression honestly um i know it's a bold statement
0: (laughs) No, it is, but yeah. (laughs) And it's powerful. And I feel it can be related, you know, even for the listeners who are like, Oh, I never planned to have babies or want to become a mother. Like, maybe that's not something that is a goal of yours, but I still feel it can be related because it's, it's like we go through this birthing process when we are creating, when we give birth to our passions and our mm-hmm. dreams and what we manifest. And as you're speaking through this process, I feel in a way internally, I can relate to, you know, the pain of releasing an old pattern or an old way of being and really birthing in this new version of me and how, painful it can be, but how rewarding it is to come on the other side and feel like you're sitting with both versions of yourself. And I feel it can be birthing can be related in those ways where we we give birth to our craft and to the things that we do, even if it's not like a physical human, um, these things can be related in those ways.
1: Right, right. Especially in like, especially as women, you know, we, we are the holders of the womb and like the womb is is like such a divine portal for mm-hmm. creation and being able to work with the womb energy and i feel like for all women their their power of of like manifestation is really amplified um once they are able to unlearn the fear-based patterns around birth and around menstruation and around just like existing as a woman in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's what I've noticed on my journey. It's just like so much more openness and it's like, it's so interesting being women, you know, because like our wombs are just like this dark, fertile space Mm -hmm. of like unlimited potential. And then like, what is the universe? What is, what is everything? It's like the, the macrocosm is this dark, fertile space of infinite potential. And it's like being able to tap into that and recognize that you literally have that within your body that like you have the power to anchor souls like into the earth realm is I mean, what's more powerful than that? <laughs> right, right.
0: And I feel yeah. that's why the agenda per se has been to try to silence us and try to quiet us in and, and so many ways mm-hmm. is because of this power. And we've come now where we've come all this way where we've forgotten those roots. We've forgotten what it's like to birth at home and what it's like to wear our blood on our face and be gathered Mm -hmm. with our sisters and instead we've been turned against each other and been told that these things are dirty and they're gross and they're not normal and go into society and be normal and do all these things and so along the way we've lost all of these practices that connect us deeper not only to the earth but to ourselves and to each other Mm -hmm. and that community like this conversations like this like this connection is is I can't live without it. Like, of course there's times for solitude and for deep reflection, but community is, I believe how we, we truly thrive and can be able to learn
1: and grow and continue to grow. Right. Yeah. I mean, community is our strength, you know, it's like, we, I feel like it's really time that we ask ourselves, like, why have these narratives been pushed for so long, you Mm. know, and one, of course, taking it upon ourselves to like slowly remove ourselves from these fear based, control based narratives. Because essentially, what's happening here is like we are being told all of these false things about ourselves. Because whatever, whatever force this is does not want us to know who we actually are. Because the actualization of our fullest, most embodied expressions is liberation. And liberation is strength and it is power. And community and connection is strength and power. And so through keeping us separate from ourselves, then we are not really able to fully and deeply authentically connect with each other you know, and it's like the healing really is in connection with, with ourselves, with each other and with the earth. That is like really how we free ourselves and how we live the most liberated lives that we can. But it's like, you know, we're told to be separate so that we can all be individual gears turning in this big matrix system and just keep like all the energy siphoning going. And it's a mess. but we're doing the work this like we I feel like we're the generation that is breaking out of this and it's so radically powerful and it's like I had the realization the other day that like my path to I don't really love the word enlightenment because it's such like a general like what does that mean like what is it like a constant thing when you reach enlightenment but like my path to like very deep self-realization and my path of like realizing like soul purpose is through birth and when I had that realization it was like so mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. I was like whoa you know because I never expected this for my life and I think that's the most beautiful thing is like just surrendering and opening to all the lessons to like all the medicine to to all the guidance you know and Mm -hmm. being open to the unknown (laughs) yeah yes
0: it's so hard sometimes. That's a beautiful lesson. Be open to the unknown. Mm-hmm. I love that. If you could give any advice to mothers to be or current mothers or beings who one day would want to become a mother, what would that be? And that could be around natural birth or, or just in general.
1: Um, yeah, I feel in general, the most... I feel like a great place to start that also applies to literally everything is like reconnecting with your intuitive guidance. You know, um, I believe that like our intuition and our intuitive selves, uh, are like a direct line to source and are also like a direct line to all of these different aspects of ourselves, like the wild woman and, um, I'm drawing a blank, like the dark feminine, like all of these aspects that are tied in with our ability to exist fully, to create fully, and also to be able to look at our shadows and see like the purpose in them and see the the medicine in the shadows and the beauty in the shadows. And I feel like in order to really like navigate through motherhood and through birth and not just like go through it and survive but to really thrive through it it's like we have to have the perspective of from all of these aspects of self being able to call on all the different aspects of self so I feel like through through cultivating like a very deep level of self-awareness just becoming your own personal point of study you know and really like going deeper into yourself than you ever have um and being able to tune in to your own inner voice and where it takes you because that inner voice is really like this, the, the, the divine speaking because we essentially at our core, we're all the divine speaking, right? And that voice will guide you to everything you need to know. Like I could sit here and tell you a million different things, but really like experience will be your greatest teacher and your intuition will lead you to the experience. So essentially that is my message to all mothers, to all women, to all mothers to be, to postpartum women, to anyone really, like any being existing on earth. (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
0: I love that so much. So, so powerful sister. Thank you so much for sharing today. Is there any other insight or awareness that you feel called to share i know we still want to talk about maybe some breastfeeding awareness um but yeah just opening up the space for anything else that feels really potent for us to touch on
1: yeah i mean i feel like since you know this specific podcast is on birth and it's on motherhood i feel like breastfeeding is so 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 important as well um Oh, there's so many things I could say with breastfeeding, but I think I could (laughs) start with like, (laughs) like breastfeeding, oh, on a physical aspect, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like, I won't say it's necessary because we live in a world where (laughs) there's so many choices for mothers these days. And like, everyone's path truly is different. And I understand like, not everyone is going to be capable of breastfeeding or find that it aligns with their lifestyle but like breastfeeding is like the original way of nourishment and i feel like like breastfeeding myself put so many things into perspective just within like the way that we consume Mm -hmm. especially with like um animal products when i when i started breastfeeding i was like oh wow yeah like cow's milk is the breast milk of cows and goat milk is the breast milk of goats. And I was like, hmm, this is so interesting that we like essentially exploit these animals to the extent where we don't really even remember the origins of the food that we're consuming. Um, And I feel like food consumption, that's a whole different, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That within itself is so much, there's so much there, but like breastfeeding also is so deeply spiritual because you know, everything, everything is energetic. Like at the, at the base of all of existence at the fabric of what we are, like when we remove the veil of illusion, none of us is solid. None of it is physical. It is all just like pockets of energy existing and like flowing in different ways. And when you look at um, like, you know, like a breastfeeding mother and child, the mother is, yes, she's passing nutrients, but she's also passing like energy. She's passing emotion. She's passing memory. You know, there are some people that say that um, the colostrum, which is like this very nutrient dense golden milk that comes in right after the baby is born is what actually anchors the soul to the child's body, you know, in like many traditions, that's what is believed. And like, that's so like, what magical right wow (laughs) yes so yeah and it's also really important to note that um you know like breast milk is made from blood and I think blood is a very it's such a sacred element of of life you know it is like the the water the life force of life you know like I feel that the water that covers our planet is the blood of Mother Earth. And we consume the water to create blood, to purify our blood, to purify our bodies. And um, like seminal fluid is also made from blood. Like everything comes from the blood. And um, there's something very potent there. There's something very powerful there. When we recognize that us as women, like we have a sacred release of blood from our wombs, like every cycle, like this is this is a part of our being, you know, like like we as women, we are the sacred, like we are magical, we are earth, we are ether, and um yeah, so tying this back into breastfeeding <laughs> it's like um you know when when we when we think about breastfeeding, just like tangible t- takeaways from what I just said, um when I breastfeed with my daughter, I really intentionally try to either be like. In a meditative state or like an open receptive state, or like focusing if I am thinking or if I am doing something, letting it be something that has like positive intention. Or like if I know that like what I'm thinking about is passing over to her in mm-hmm. breast milk, like letting it be something uplifting or like something that will be like nourishing for her mind, you know? And like, of course, realistically, As mothers, like, I don't remember what the number was that I saw, but statistically we breastfeed like enough basically to equate the amount of like a full-time job, like a nine to five. So we breastfeed a lot. So I get it. Like every time you breastfeed, it's not going to be like, I'm so zen. I'm so (laughs) blessed. But, you know, it's like. But also being able to pass on like a wide range of emotions and like internal reflections to our children is powerful within itself because like, I know it's very important to protect your children from what is necessary, but we also don't want to shelter them from having just like a full range of experience in life, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I feel that if there's, if there's one place where it's safe for your child to kind of like explore everything and to experience everything first it's in the home you know and um, yeah so that is my bit on breastfeeding <laughs> I love for that. now.
0: I love that. And it's beautiful because this morning I was sharing one of my favorite practices, which is breast massaging mm-hmm. and just having that practice and how it's brought me so much closer to myself and my body and my sacred breast and seeing them as sacred and seeing them mm-hmm. as so much more than like these sexual objects that society yes. has projected them to be in so many ways. And and really, honoring them and seeing them as just the magical life force that they are. And like, they do give this nourishment to all of life and all of the mothers out there give breast milk. There's like you said, like the cows and the goats, like they give this milk to nourish their young. And it really is such an incredibly powerful thing. When you think about it, that we as women, like have this ability to bleed. And mm-hmm. I discovered that when we have our menstrual cycle, that is just the nourishment that would have gone to creating a baby Mm -hmm. in our body and in our womb. So it's when we say that this blood is waste, that's so not true at all. It's not in comparison to like feces at all. There's so much nourishment that like people will be like, oh, it's just shit. Like, I don't get it. Why is it like so magical? And I'm like, you don't understand. That.
1: No, no. <laughs> look it
0: up. There is like zinc, copper. There's all these like things that are actually found in our blood. And then to witness the miracle of life of of growing a baby and then giving birth to that baby and then our bodies produce the nourishment to like it is, and we are it. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, we're everything, really. And it's like it's mind blowing. I love that you just like brought in the fact that yes, like our menstrual bleeds. Are literally what would have been like a child and it's like it's also kind of mind-blowing how many opportunities we have to conceive in our lifetimes that alone is like whoa that's crazy but yeah (laughs) like also thinking about um that like the blood is our like life force you know Mm -hmm. and that's like like blood is our creative and nourishing force and I think it's so like Oh, mothers really just should be praised like worldwide yeah. one for for being able to nourish so abundantly it's incredible like being able to not only birth the child but then like like feed the child from your own body for like six months or even longer of their life like my daughter vea we like we stopped just taking her to a pediatrician when she was like four months old. And I was like, this is not, you know, Mm -hmm. no, that's just not in alignment with us. And she literally breastfed exclusively for like the first year of her life. She was so slow to start solid foods. Like the typical timeframe is like six months, a child will start eating solid foods. And it's like, there's just, it's like mind blowing that I had like a one-year-old that was nourished basically only for my body, you know? and like we just pour and we give so much not just as mothers but like just as women in general you know um yeah there's so much there's so much that I want to dive into but I know (laughs) that we're coming to a close
0: (laughs) I know and women do they they deserve all the praise mothers deserve all the praise like it is not talked about enough it's not shared about enough and I feel another part of this conversation is like The true divine masculine man that it takes to support the mother through this process of motherhood because we are naturally giving and releasing Mm -hmm. so much of ourselves that I feel that having that partner there to hold you through that and to be able to help refill up your inner to be able to help with the With you, with the child, with giving you space so that way you can, you know, refill up your energy that you've that you've given, I'm sure is so important as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And I'm so grateful for my husband because like as I have these revelations, like he receives them also because I'm like (laughs) sharing them with him, you know. So it's like as I grow, like he grows and he like finds like how to just like support me better and to like accommodate for, you know, just all the shifts and changes that I go through, you know? And like especially when I just got my cycles back this year. Um, so Vea, my daughter, she was like 20 months old. So like almost two when I started getting like my regular cycles again. And like, after like having cycles, having my moon after birth was so different than before. And like not being a mother, because I was very like unaware of my womb prior to becoming pregnant. I just like was not in tune with like my cycles whatsoever and like just totally unconscious about all of those things and then now like having given birth when i when i do bleed it's like the insights that i'm receiving from my womb are so powerful and so deep especially because like my menstrual cycles feel just like being in labor which is it 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 attests a lot to labor is not as painful as you think at least in the early stages it feels absolutely identical. And it's like, it kind of, you know, I'm still like roughly fresh in postpartum, like veil will be three um, early next year. So like in the, in the escape of birth, that's still pretty, that's still pretty recent. And like, whenever I do have my cycles, like the first two or three days, it kind of at times is so intense that it'll drop me into like a labor trance, you know, and like the feeling that I'm like back in like my birthing body. And it just like, it becomes so much more deeply sacred because like, I really can feel that like this was a like potential, like a seed that could have been a child that's like leaving my body. And it's just like saying, you know, goodbye to that like piece of myself and like piece of me that could have grown into something else. And then also, you know, like menstruation just really allows me to drop into my own body and like check in where I'm at. Like, especially spiritually and like emotionally. Um, And it's such like a beautiful gift that we have as women, you know? Um, I think it's interesting because the Tao actually talks about this idea of slaying the red dragon, which is like um, a technique that women can learn that will actually prevent them from ever having like a menstrual cycle again. Um, Or you can kind of like, you can do, other techniques to restart the menstrual cycle like if you want to conceive and everything and I just feel like that concept is so interesting and like especially highly polarizing for me in this stage of life that I'm in like viewing everything um, from the perspective of the wild woman and like seeing the importance of all these things and like seeing the very sacred elements of it and then also then looking at this philosophy that's like hey actually that is your like Life force that you're constantly like moving out of your womb, you know, mm. like the the idea there is that if you're able to do this technique that can stop menstruation, then you can essentially live forever. But I've heard this wonderful saying that goes, um, men, I don't remember what it said about men, but essentially that women are immortal through their children. <laughs> wow, whoa. I know, right? <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's wild. Like, we are immortal through our children because essentially, like, our genetic code and not just our genes, but like our consciousness is embedded in our DNA. And it's mm-hmm. like, who you are when you give birth becomes a part of your child, you know. And, um, yeah, so essentially, we are immortalized through our children, and like, we as women are the ones who are the holders of emotion and energy, but we're, the, we're also the holders of our children, you know, and they're so, they're so deeply connected to us, like psychically, emotionally and spiritually and physically. Um, and so they really are like, like a piece of our, of our physical being and also a piece of our spiritual being as well. So yes, we are immortalized to the children. And I think on that note, we can wrap. And this was such a beautiful session. Ah, yeah, so grounding, so uplifting, so elevating all at once. Like birth is just like my love language. Like I could talk about birth literally all day. Um, So I thank you so much for like holding space and for giving me the chance to have this conversation with you. Um, Yeah,
0: Sydney, it has been such an honor. Thank you so so much for just taking the time to share your stories and your experience. It truly is. Just an honor to share this space with you and I'm really inspired by you and I have been for a while and I will put all of the links to your Instagram and all your offerings and website and things like that in the description part of this podcast. Thank you. (laughs) a wrap for today's episode of the plant lady podcast thank you all so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did i am still buzzing off of the potency of this conversation that sydney and i shared today please remember you can head to the description part of this podcast to check out the links to sydney's amazing offerings including the link to the childbirth book that she mentioned in this episode Also, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share your experience or share what you've learned or share why you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes. Leaving reviews really helps me spread the word about the medicine that we're sharing here to more like-minded souls that may enjoy. But thank you, I love you, and I will see you very soon.